Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. When your life and your business grow as a result of what you're about to discover, please call me and tell me about it. The number to leave a voicemail is 1-888-844-GROW. That's 1-888-844-4769. Long-distance charges may apply. Dial now to call me, connect, share your personal story of how my interviews have helped, or share your current challenges and frustrations so I can connect you with an appropriate course, coach, or help you if you connect. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today we are joined for our third time with my dear friend, Dove Gordon. And Dove is a brilliant strategist. He's easily able to synthesize and simplify ideas using any number of frameworks he's developed from years of research and client work. As a result, the most complex concepts become simple, the hidden insights are illuminated, and the steps to overcome hugely challenging problems are made clear. Specifically, anyone who is a coach, consultant, or service provider looking to improve grassroots, old-school, tried, tested, and true fundamental business practices will really want to take notes on our call today. I've invited Dove to join us to talk about some of the fundamentals we need to have in place. Fundamentals are fundamental for a reason, and today we're going to make sure you have all of them. So, Dove, thank you so much for joining us again, my friend. It's always an honor and pleasure when we talk. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me, Daryl. Yeah, good to are, be back. Yeah, good to be back, right? It's always always yep. a pleasure to have you here. Now, for those that haven't listened to the other two interviews, they were fantastic. Definitely go check them out after this one. Can you just give a little bit of background about how did you even get started in business, you know, and what kind of maybe your three biggest challenges in your personal career? All right. Let's see. So I got started, I mean, uh, as a teenager, I had this sense that, you know, I I was interested in business and I felt over, as I got to understand a little bit more about business, I was reading a lot of books, which is great, although actually working in a business is uh, a much better way to learn. Mm -hmm. What I mean is you need both. Anyway, so you know, I got started just, I think when I was a teenager, I, I got sucked into a multi-level marketing business. That was my first. Well, actually, I don't know if it was my first because I also did, I did magic semi-professionally. I, I got some really? shows, made a little bit of money. Yeah, yeah. It was. It wasn't a major thing, but it was a little something to make some money. And I guess if you go back further, I, I did. I was one of those kids who sold candy bars in school. I did, and that was even before I was reading. I think certainly, yeah, probably both before and after. Anyway, so look, like over the years, you know, as in my early twenties, I realized, okay, I got married, kid, got to figure out what am I going to do when I grow up. I, I was. Um, I had heard about business coaching, and I decided to take a course. I learned about business coaching, and. Realized, look, I think I can help people with this type of thing. And I decided, you know, went out, set out to try to find clients. I uh, ended up joining a Dale Carnegie course because I didn't know where to find um, business owners. And that put me in in a room with um, about 40 other people for 12 or 14 weeks, four hours uh, at a time, once a week. Lots of meetings in between, and that helped me get started. That was, uh, I think I, I seem to remember 
that I calculated about 14% of that class became my, uh, my first clients. I didn't know what I was doing in terms of that. I just knew that I was smart, that I cared, that I had capabilities, the ability to help. But it was more raw talent than polished skill. Mm. There was no real process. I mean, I was learning, developing. I didn't really understand what a process was. It sounded like, oh, just steps. So everyone knows steps. You just follow <laughs> steps. But I learned a lot more about that over the years. And that's really like the next, you know, probably six, seven years were really scrapping around because, mm. you know, you know, I sometimes people ask you the question, what would you do differently if you could start over? Would I have gotten a job somewhere? Honestly, I don't know. Probably not because it's just not my personality. Uh, although there was a period uh, in a little more than about 10 years ago when I did try to get a job because things were so bad. And it didn't work out. You know, I, I, I had an interview the week before Lehman Brothers collapsed back in 2008. And um, any offer that we were negotiating was removed uh, by the time that the weekend was over. So um, that was, uh, that <laughs> that was, was the big crash there. That. Yeah, so, <laughs> right. Uh, and if, I'm happy it didn't happen. But the truth is, but, you know, if, if I had worked in a company... I would have had a bit of a better understanding of how businesses run, how certain things happen, and I would have probably would have uh, had a little bit less of a learning curve when it comes to some things. Having said that, you know there are just because you know one of the things that we do now is that we work with a lot of people who have done really well in the corporate world, but they struggle to create a consistent flow of clients after they left, uh, and it's because there are. They're different skill sets. You know, you can do really well in the corporate world. You can become an executive, and then you could struggle to get ideal clients consistently afterwards. You know, there's. I'll just. I'm just kind of taking this where where it goes. So feel free to redirect me at any point. But what I came to understand over the years is that there's two paths to thriving and succeeding as a consultant, coach, or expert. There's the path of the charismatic guru, and there's the path of mastery. And the path of the charismatic guru, that's what we see. You know, most of that's what's most visible on the internet. That's what's most visible everywhere, really. And the fact is that that's a legitimate path, but it's the wrong path for, I would say, almost everybody. Mm. Because most people are not looking to become celebrities. Mm. Most people want a, you know, most consultants, coaches, experts, they're looking, they love what they do. They're passionate about what they do. They care about their clients. And what they want is a consistent flow of great clients. And, and a nice, uh, you know, perhaps mid-six-figure income with some time for leisure and family and the money for leisure and family, too. Mm -hmm. That's what most people want. Most people are not looking for seven figures in scaling. Most people are not looking to become online celebrities. And for those people, it's easy to become overwhelmed. It's easy to become pulled in many different directions when they think about, okay, what is it that, okay, I, I'm good at what I do. How do I get clients? And there's this long line around the block. Everybody's saying, do this, do that, you know, be on LinkedIn, um, do Facebook ads, Facebook groups, evergreen funnels, and, you know, um, YouTube videos. I mean, it, it, Instagram, there's, because of modern technology and all the social media platforms available, it's just like endless. It's endless. Mm -hmm. And it really is easy for people to get that sense that I've got to be doing all this. I can't do all this. I don't want to do all this. Um, I just want you know, consistent flow of great clients. Right, and something and, simple. And something simple, you know. And what I've evolved my, my own business to become over the years is to really work with people who are similar to where I was back then, which is that, 
you know, they know they've got a lot to offer. They're good at what they do. But when it comes to marketing and sales, there's something missing. And generally speaking, you know, these are people who have been, you know, they've taken some courses and some training. Maybe they've been in a coaching program. They've put down money uh, and time and risk to learn, to study. They've read books and so on. And they have a lot of knowledge about marketing and sales, but there's something missing. I'll, I'll say this. Also, a lot of our clients are also marketing consultants of one kind or another themselves. It's just really hard to do this for yourself. Mm. It, it's not even it's not it's not that situation where you only want to learn from somebody who's done it. You know, like you, you'd only go. For, why would I go with a marketing consultant who's having trouble marketing themselves? Because you and I know, like we talk to all sorts of people, yeah. including some of the charismatic gurus, you know, behind the scenes. Everybody needs help. Yeah. Everybody needs to get out of their own plate, like their own mind space, and see their situation from a distance. And one of the best ways to do that is to pay somebody for help. All right. Yeah. Also, you you know, if you have colleagues who fit the profile and they can, that's that, and they don't, they won't charge you. Great, wonderful. But people who are themselves marketing consultants or experts at marketing, if you're getting good results for your clients but struggling to get those same results for yourself, that's really normal. It's really okay. Don't beat yourself up for it and don't second guess. There's a, you know, there's that what do you call it, the imposter syndrome yeah. that could easily set in. Yep. And you know that's just another example of the way we defeat ourselves. You know, we get in our own way, self-doubt, and and so on. So you know what you need to understand is that that really like if there's let's say if a new client for you is worth let's say five ten thousand dollars a year, fifteen thousand uh, dollars or more, let's say you know then most of the people we're working with, not everybody, but most of them, for them, a new client is worth fifteen to one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, right? If a new client is worth fifteen to one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and your goal is to go from let's say fifty thousand dollars a year or low six figures, and you want to get up to a quarter million, you know, half a million dollars a year, and you want it to be consistent, and you don't want to be all over the place, and you don't want to become a social media celebrity, you need to know this: is that you can have a simple, repeatable system for getting your ideal clients consistently, and it's not that complicated. Uh, the key is to eliminate, like with most things. You've got to get to simplicity on the far side of complexity. Mm-hmm. And and that's and you do that not by trying to do all these different tactical things, but by understanding when it works, why does it work? This one says Facebook ads to an evergreen funnel. This one says LinkedIn connections and so on. This one says public speaking. That one says that and so on. Everybody says do this, do that, the other thing. The question is, well, they all work and they all fail. If I can understand why do they work when they work, why do they fail when they fail, then I could pick one thing. I can create one, maybe two simple flows or processes so I, I get my little kind of a daily hour or two of activity that has me consistently talking with my uh, ideal clients or potential clients and then some of them become clients. And w- when you start to understand that, then you can prioritize. You can eliminate a lot and focus. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. So one, let me let's unpack this a little bit. So first, you talked about having a simple, repeatable system that consistently brings in new clients, and that's that's something that sounds really great. And people are like, well, how does that work? What is it? And and they can get grandiose visions. It can be as simple as just opening up conversations and then having conversations with people and asking better questions, right? Like it doesn't have to be some super sophisticated. Wizard of Oz, psychological trick you're putting anyone. It can be as simple as opening conversations, 
asking about areas of their life, and then just having that lead to something. The second part that I loved is you talked about just having it be manageable, daily one or two hour activity, which helps bring in clients consistently. So it's something that's not a huge weight on their shoulders, and it's something that is easy that anybody can do it. And then what I also love is you talked about getting one, like you can't chase two rabbits at once. So instead of trying to get a webinar and Instagram and social media and like and this and that and the next thing, let's just get one thing that works, one thing that brings in the bread. Let's get it established. Let's make it routine so it's something we can rely on as consistent and then what's powerful that I don't know if anyone else picked this up is that when you know the fundamentals of why that works it'll help you better translate that to other platforms other mediums other methods right um, mm -hmm. and I think that that's really really powerful so can we unpack this what when you say like have a simple repeatable system to consistently bring in new clients is that a one-trick pony for everyone what you know like how does that how? Well, no, I mean, yeah. there's no, there's no one trick pony. But let's let's talk. Let's look at the under, underlying thinking first, and then we can talk about the sure. the tactical uh, things. But generally speaking, like uh, we recently surveyed our email subscribers, and almost seventy percent said that their best client came from some kind of personal relationship. And it's just so easy to forget that. I don't remember who I was talking to a client recently who, I think. Um, Whoever it was was asking about uh, something about like moving to a oh yes it was somebody who was just uh, joining our a couple of days ago joining our our program which we call you a force to be reckoned with and she had asked something about so uh, what and you know what about building a funnel I said well what do you mean by a funnel and she said um, well I mean don't you need a you know a landing page and this and that and so on I said well those are those are all pieces that you can add over time to support what you're doing. The question is, based on what she was trying to accomplish, I said, I'm pretty sure you don't need that right now. You should be able to hit your goals by keeping this super simple. Yeah. See, the thing is that a lot of times we're not crystal clear about who the ideal client is, and we don't understand what we need to understand, meaning you need to know how to talk about what you do in a way that gets the attention and interest of your ideal client, right? Those, those, those foundational pizza pieces I alluded to, right? In order for your potential client to go from total stranger to happy, excited, um, you know, happy to give you money, their brain needs to answer yes to three questions. So question number one, their brain, when they come across your message, it doesn't matter what tactic you're using. They come across you, they, their brain asks, well, hmm, okay, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? And... If their brain concludes, yeah, this guy Daryl or Dove, yeah, he is interesting, then instantly they have a second question. And the second question is, okay, you got me interested, but who are you? Can I trust you? Are you for real? Do you know your stuff and and you actually care? That's you know different versions of can I trust you? Are you for real? And the job of your marketing and selling system then is to lead them to conclude, yes, I can trust you. And instantly, when they conclude they can trust you, then they have a third and final question, which is, okay, I, uh, you got me interested. I see I can trust you. Is what you recommend right for me? Is what you recommend right for me? And at that point, your job is to lead them to conclude that what you recommend is right for them. So this is, you know, we talk about a sales funnel and a sales pipeline and all that. And if you ask most people, what's the purpose of a sales funnel or marketing and sales funnel? They'll tell you things like, well, it's to uh, it's to fill your pipeline, it's to get leads, it's to close deals. And all that's true, but the, none of that helps you understand what to do next. Right. And when you recognize that the purpose of your marketing and selling system is just to lead your ideal clients through a series of three yeses, yes, 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 then you can pretty rapidly figure out, okay, what do I do next? Well, okay, first, 
I need some kind of uh, messaging that's going that when I'm using that messaging with whatever tactic, my ideal clients can you know their brain says hmm is that interesting, and their brain goes uh, yeah that is interesting, yep. right, and, and then I need some kind of way of of giving them a taste of what I do, some kind of uh, further exposure to my ideas or to you know what what how we the approach that we take and so on something that helps them begin to solve their problem, begin to get the results so that they conclude, yeah, I can trust you. You seem to know your stuff. You actually seem to care. And this is this doesn't sound like everybody else. You know, you're presenting your your approach, your ideas in ways that are quite different from from what I've seen before. And that leads them to the final question, which is, okay, is what you recommend right for me? Is what you recommend right for me? And that has to do with how you package and present your offer, your your service, your expertise, whatever it is. So that's the purpose of a marketing funnel, sales funnel. It's to answer, to lead your ideal client to answer yes, yes, yes. And that, that kind of right away, even, even without it getting into more details of the specifics, now you can kind of much more clearly understand what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. I just say, well, that sure beats, you know, when say, well, um, yeah, I need a marketing funnel. Why? So that I could uh, fill my pipeline, you know, close deals. When you're thinking about it at, in that way, you don't really know what to do next. And that leads to overwhelm. Go on. No, I agree. Because so the tactics like building, whether you're building a funnel and using a landing page or you're whatever it is you're doing, that's a tactical thing. And the tactics frequently change. And then now what Dove is talking about is more the strategies and the principles. And the, the strategies sometimes change, but the principles never change. Because what you just said, should I listen? Should I pay attention? I mean, we've all, if you've ever seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, A-I-D-A, attention, interest, desire, action. So get their attention. Are they interested? Do they desire it, right? Or do you desire to work with them? Do they desire to work with you? And then action, get their action. So this is why I'm saying that at the beginning of the call, that this is fundamental stuff that a lot of people get mixed up. And they, like they said, they don't pay attention. This lady was like, oh, but I need a landing page. Okay, but what do you need a landing page for? And not only that, what are you going to say or what are you going to do to get their attention? Or what, you know what I mean? Like, why are they going to engage with you? Like, you have to you have to crawl before you can walk, before you can run. And that's why I love about this approach because I actually just turned down a client myself. They offered $4,000, but we had already spoken and they already had done a test with $500 and had abysmal results. This is for some paid advertising. And they wanted to spend more money. Hey, I'm back and I got some more money. And I said, okay, but did you talk to 20 business owners like we agreed? They said, no, but we got $4,000. i am sure we're testing. I was like, go talk to 20 because they're trying to sell something to restaurant owners i said go talk like mm -hmm. you like where do you live like just walk out your door go talk to 20 restaurant owners when you get at least five sales then come back to me and we can do something do you know what i mean mm -hmm. like you just want to put money into a machine online and hope something's gonna like you know like the totally missing the reality of the scenario that all the businesses is a group of people solving the uh, the solving the pain or a problem of another group of people via a product or service. That's all it is. One group helping another group. If it's just you, it's you. If it's you as an assistant, it's you an assistant. If it's you and a 12 or 30 people, it's you and a team of 30 people, right? But it's just, it's that mm -hmm. simple. So exactly like that. Why should I listen? Why should I pay attention to you? Who are you? Can I trust you? And that goes both ways. Not only do you have to qualify yourself for them, but you have to qualify them for you, right? Don't be over eager. And then the last part is, of course, what, you know, is it right for me? How do I know it's right for me? And that's also more qualification. So I love that. So what are some of the biggest mistakes then? And so some of it is that people are, they don't have those fundamentals in place. Is that it? Is that the big fundamental? Because like this kind of drilled into yeah. not uh, having an ideal client. Is that, are there other big mistakes people well, make? 
I just want to also reiterate what you just said because it's um, it's very true that it's not that you know may, to some degree people are afraid of it, but it's also not necessarily knowing how. So yeah, go out and talk to twenty restaurant owners, and I, I think a lot of people are afraid they don't know what to say. They don't like okay, or they have some vague idea what to say, and therefore they're not going after it the way they could. Mm-hmm. What's what is a lot easier to most people or clearer is if you um, if you uh, what do you call it if you uh, just well let, let me just get involved in this online stuff you know right. let me let me let deal me with busy. that well just tell me what to do or just and I'll do it and and, and uh, ex- except for the foundational stuff why because I'm missing something and that when I was getting started in business coaching this was one of the first lessons I learned as a coach. I, one of my first clients was a guy who had some kind of uniforms. He was uh, manufactured uniforms for different types of businesses and and people. So you know, I, I went to visit him uh, and I looked at what he was doing and I noticed that a big part of what he was doing was he was uh, carrying sacks of cloth from one side of his warehouse to the other and finished uniforms from the other side to one, you know, back and forth. Spent a lot of time on that and I, I had asked him about it and I, uh, I I realized that the reason he was doing that was because that's what he knew how to do. He was clear about that. What he wasn't clear about was what he should be doing. And when we're not clear, you know, you're going to stay on the path that you're on Right until you can't change things if the new path is not clearer than the old path. You've got to – the change has to become clearer than what you've been doing until now or you're just going to end up staying and doing what, you do, what you've been doing until now. And that's a big reason why uh, people don't do things like going out and, and have conversations with real potential clients. That's one reason. They don't have the simple skill set. An- another reason I think is also is that we've been fed this idea and it, it really – kind of slowed me down for a long time, um, I admit, that, hey, let's build this thing. Let's just build this thing, and then it's going to run. If I could just build this thing, this system, then it's going to run, and I won't have to worry so much. I won't have to do so much anymore. I won't have to work so hard. Well, it's a lie. Uh, It's not a total lie. There's some truth to it. Here's what I came to understand. You know, I, I think of you think of life as as like you know a, a series of stages, right? There's always more growth. There's always more to learn. There's always more to grow. And you know, you can get to a point where what something that was hard and frustrating and difficult a year ago is now easy. But that doesn't mean that now things are easy because now you're facing the next challenge, the mm-hmm. next level. There's always another level, and there's always going to be a need to reinvent. Some of the things that worked for several years will suddenly stop working for reasons either you cannot figure out or maybe you could figure them out. But there's, you know, you, you still have to continuously evolve and innovate. And even as an individual, as a small consulting firm, a small company of, you know, some kind of expertise, whatever it is, there's that continuous need to learn, to innovate and so on. And we've all heard this idea that, hey, you got to learn to love the journey, right? And a lot of us can repeat that. But how many of us live it? How many of us wake up every single day and we're loving the journey? Well, the journey means that I'm going to do everything I can today to the best of my ability, even if I don't feel like it, even if I don't know how I'm going to make it through tomorrow. That's the journey. That's loving the journey. That's being in the moment. That's becoming everything that I can be right now. And not thinking or worrying or wondering about how oh I wish I was further along, or oh um, I, you know I, you know this is taking so much longer than I thought or when am I going to get there ready so I could stop worrying about this whatever the this is. 
those thoughts, those types of mindsets slow you down probably more than anything else because you're not focused on your real job. Your real job is creative contribution. Your real job is to creatively contribute to the world around you. And as long as you're trying to avoid that to some degree, then your real motivation is safety and security. Safety and security is an illusion. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's no such thing. <laughs> it's constantly slipping through your fingers. Yep. The, only, the only thing that's real is your ability to create something valuable for other people right now in the moment. Yep. And as long as we're looking for, okay, what is the, like, what should I say so that people will want to buy? What's the right thing to say? There's no one right thing to say. There's, you know, there are certain language patterns and skills that you could learn that will enhance what you're doing. But that's like saying, you know, to the artist, what color should I make my painting? What do you mean, what color should I use in my in your painting? What are you trying to paint? You know, it, it's not it's not the color of the paints. It's not the specific size yeah. and shape of the brush. Those are tools. Yep. Yeah, and oh. we've got to get away from that. Yeah. Yeah, they say that uh, it's often that in any promotion that it's, you know, actually Brian Kurtz says this. It used to be 30, 30, uh, what was it? No, it used to be 40, 40, 20, I think it was. But it's like 41, 39, 20, and 41% the list, meaning who you're talking to, right? 39% mm-hmm. is the offer that you have for it. And then 20% is the copy or the words that you're using and the tactics and all that sort of stuff, how you present it. But the biggest Mm -hmm. pieces of that is who you're talking to and what you're offering them. The two biggest movers in any business and what you're doing is who you're offering it to and what you are offering them. You could be the best chef in the world, but if your offer is, you know, an all-you-can-eat buffet of all this delicious food, but to people who are are not hungry, it's not going to convert, right? But you could be a guy mm-hmm. with, a, with a barbecue flipping burgers, right? Like as if you're in your backyard on a street with a starving crowd, and you would be the busy, or you would be so busy it would blow your your hat would spin. I don't know where that comes. That's not the <laughs> expression, right? But you you know, like you would be you would not be able to keep up with the demand. And so it's literally it's like, who are you offering it to? So are you offering something to people with no money? Are you offering something to people with no pain? And the other thing to look for is the trigger for when they get solu- when they need the solution. I first heard this as like the second time the car doesn't start. So when someone gets in their car and they try to start their car and it doesn't start right away and they have to jiggle the key and they stomp on the gas and the brake and you know check and turn all the you know and then they, and then it starts up like oh that's really strange and they just drive about their day. But the second time that happens, that's when they start thinking mm-hmm. I need to find someone to help me with this. That's a trigger point. That's a transition. That's an event in their life where they now need to start looking for the solution. If you can figure out the trigger for what your prospects have and you know what will get their attention, right? You know what to get their attention. Maybe, for example, you talked about the imposter syndrome. Maybe somebody has uh, like marketing. They'll take a marketing consultant, for example. So you have a marketing consultant, you know, and now your ad addresses this like, have you been crushing it for clients, but, you know, your bank account's empty. You know, like that's something like how how to get out of that. If you were trying to get, offer services or coaching to a marketing consultant, that would be like a trigger point in their life where they've they've reached a scenario. They did all this great stuff for a client. Now they're broke, right? That would get their attention, and that would be a message. That's an example for people of what Dev was saying about you know should I listen? Should I pay attention? And then once you have their interest, now you can tr- start the conversation, right, and get things moving down from that. So, all right, so it's mostly about ideal clients. Is that where you feel like you spend the majority of your time with the clients you work with is clearly identifying their ideal client? 
Well, uh, it's, I mean, we kind of deal with a number of things, but, you know, i give you an example, right? Right, right now we have, uh, I, I mentioned earlier, the, the, we have a four-week program. It's called You, A Force to Be Reckoned With, right? Mm-hmm. And the goal is, right, the goal is that you get, you know, after those three to four weeks, you're, you have a simple, repeatable, systematic way of consistently getting, you know, quality, qualified leads and clients. The idea is to go from where you're running in different directions, where you're, you know, you feel overwhelmed and you're doing lots of different things to a point where you have every single day you've got a 60 to 90 minute slot or so where you you know exactly what you need to do and you're you're doing that and it's bringing you leads and qualified conversations. You know, we just finished around that and um, somebody posted his first week of working it. He posted um, how he scheduled 11 calls uh, that he wouldn't have had otherwise. Uh, a few of them he may have, but it's much more focused. You know, awesome. he feels like he was, you know, instead of being, you know, even with messaging, right? People, he's much clearer as to who the ideal client is. He's much clearer as to what he's offering them. And this is somebody who is already doing, you know, I think it was right under six figures, right under about $100,000 a year or right over, mm-hmm. I forget. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a, you know, that's a sweet spot for many of the clients that we work with, not all of them, but for many. And they're at that point and, and they get to a point where, hey, you're able to, you know, you can get clients, kind of uh, a client here, a client there, uh, and you can get to about 100,000. But then you start to wonder, like, how do I get visibility? You know, how do I, I can't see, like, what's going to be a month or two months from now, or I don't want so much space between uh, project. I want to be able to charge more i want more consistency i I, I don't want to be just relying on uh referrals that i never know when it's going to come Mm -hmm. so that's really what we're helping them do over a period of four weeks with um go back to the basics so you asked me if we're really helping them get clear on the messaging that's what we do in the first week you know but uh, you know we call it week one is the clients that you want you know Mm -hmm. week one is getting really clear about the ideal client and th- that's another thing that that's a re- that's really important. People make this mistake. They're not going after the clients they really want. Now, why does that matter? Not just because you're working with clients who aren't a good fit are a massive headache. Yeah. Not because of that. It's because if you wake up in the morning and instead of going after what you want, you're instead going after what you think you can have. That means you're settling. That means your life is focused on settling for what you think you can have rather than going after what you really want. That sucks. I'm yeah. just not <laughs> the other way of saying it. Yep. It's like that's really – there's nothing exciting about that. Yep. That means that you are constantly have a pit in your stomach where you're thinking, oh, oh on some level, like, oh, I can't have what I want. So I guess I have to go after this. This really – you know, and that's not – that just doesn't excite you. Yeah. It's not a way to live. No. It doesn't, you know, and, and then your energy is low. Your energy is not infectious. You're not on the same wavelength of the clients you're after. Yep. They're not going to notice you no matter what. Yep. So like, you really have to step back and say, okay, if I could go after anybody I wanted, what am I looking for? Yep. And th- this is the kind of thing that, you know, you know, there's, there's no rocket science in these four weeks. This is not about – I tell people, you don't come to do this because you're looking to learn new things. Right. You're just so this looking is for to get it done. You're looking to get it done – well, I think it's yes and. I'd, I'd add to it. Right? It's 
I, I talk about the missing 5%. You know, most of the people that work with, like I said, they've studied marketing and so on. They've got so much knowledge and information. They're not missing knowledge and information. You're missing a deeper understanding of the knowledge and information that you already have. Mm. And you only get that by doing it, by implementing it with guidance. You've got to aim for mastery, not just getting it done. So mastery, as I see it, there are three steps to mastery. Mastery, there's um, number one, you've got to there is a certain amount of knowledge or information on any topic, whatever it is. If it's heart surgery or playing piano, you've got to, there's certain things you need to know. The thing is that there's so much information. How do you know what's the critical 10% of information that makes you look brilliant 90% of the time? You've got to have someone who's mastered that craft already and point it out to you. Mastered the marketing and sales in this case. Say, look, this is the 10% or even the 1%. Get this clear. Ignore everything else, at least for now. So you've got to get that, you know, the critical 10%. Uh, you've got to know what that is. Number two is you have to act on it, implement it, do something with it. And a lot of people never make it from step one to step two. They're out there acquiring more and more knowledge. They think that what's missing is more information, and it's not. And then they're not implementing it, or they're not implementing very much. So you've got to go out and implement. And then number three is you have to go back to that that your mentor or your coach and say, hey, this is what you told me to learn. I, I got this knowledge. I understand it. I did this work. I went out there and this is step two. I implemented. I got some results that I like and I got some results that I don't like. Help me understand how to interpret these results, what they mean, so I can go back. What do I need to change? What do I need to do differently? And that's a critical. That's the process of mastery. That's the process of more deeply understanding things that you already know. And that's, the, that's what's really involved in creating a consistent flow of ideal clients. You know, we say, oh, I already know who my ideal client is. And, and sometimes that's true. Mm -hmm. But You can always dive down more. You, let's talk about that for a minute also, right? Because a lot of people get stuck on this. They get, there's this whole industry, uh, so to speak, of people saying, you've got to you know, develop a client avatar. I mean, I had, a, I had somebody who came to work with us after spending $10,000 with a consultant, uh, you know, taking them for two days to, uh, to de design their client avatar. And after that, he still didn't know what to do. And it was $10,000 down the drain. And I asked myself many years ago, okay, I've seen people and myself, we can do these long, drawn-out, deep client avatar exercises. But what actually really matters, right? And what matters, like, do I need to know what blogs they read? Do I need to know that they're married with two kids and a dog and a cat? Do I need to know what car they drive? Not, not if I'm not selling them cars, right? I, I don't, for the right. most of us, all that information is wonderful information, but it doesn't really help me. Mm -hmm. And then what, when you understand what I shared earlier, that the whole purpose of your marketing and selling system is to lead your ideal client to answer yes, yes, yes. And you understand that the first question that they need to answer yes to is, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? That's the first question. Should I pay attention? Is it interesting? When you understand that, then you realize, okay, I just need to get their attention and interest. Well, okay, what do I need to know about them in order to get their attention and interest? And the answer is only two things. I don't need to know all, all that stuff that we usually spend our, you know, get kind of go down the rabbit hole in. I just need to know the only two things that get their attention and interest, and, and that's this. This is like, you know, anyone listening, pay attention. This, if there's one thing that I get more appreciation for, it's this insight. And that is this. There are only two things that anybody's interested in, 
If you're talking about a problem they have and don't want, they'll be interested. If you're talking about a result they want and don't have, they'll be interested. Mm. And that's it. That's what you need to understand about your ideal client. And that's why we can do this in week one with, and then also with, with a number of different things about crafting the basic messaging that's going to really serve them for months, if not years, is um, you've got to understand about the ideal client. What's a problem they have and don't want, result they want and don't have? So it's not about, you know, it's not about creating a vast database or pages and pages of, of deep insight or rather shallow insight, right? It's about understanding what's the problem that my ideal client has and doesn't want. What's the result they want and don't have? And again, like most things, if you've been doing this and did it many times and you're still kind of struck, stuck or struggling or going in circles, you may need to revisit it or you may need to do it differently than in the past. Um, and that's what most of the people you know, working with us, are, we're, we're helping them redo this at a different level, highly practical and highly effective and quick. You know, that's the thing. Because mm -hmm. that's what we call the marketing helium. Like that's the, you know, if you fill a, a balloon with uh, hot air, if you blow it up, it's going to fall. If you fill it with helium, it's going to soar. The, the marketing and sales tactics you're using, that's the, that's the balloon. It, it doesn't matter if the balloon is red or blue. They're just different tactics. Mm -hmm. What matters is what you fill them with. You're filling it with hot air or you're filling it with heli helium, mm. right? And we run it, help you fill it with, uh, with marketing helium. So when you understand that, then again, it narrows down. Everything we're, we're doing, it's about getting to that critical 10%, you know, so that you're really clear on what to do. Let me give you a couple of examples just so that people can relate because they talk about a problem they have and they want result they want don't have. That, just that is not so easy to do because it often challenges you in to think differently from how you've been thinking. You know, for example, we've had a leader, you know, a client who's a leadership consultant. I use I use, I use some of these examples a lot. Because we do so many of these, but uh, you know, I, I can't remember them all. So I kind of nailed a few of them into my brain to to <laughs> use as just good examples. A leadership consultant, right? She had been the head of marketing at a billion-dollar construction firm. She had had 40 people working with her in that firm. Got tired of the corporate world and all the games, the politics, the limitations, and she wants to become a marketing consultant. After a year or two of doing that on her own, you know, it just uh, she found herself instead of doing what she wanted to do, she was like making uh, small websites for local businesses. Nothing wrong with that if that's what you wanted to do, but that was not what she'd wanted to do. So somehow she found us. This is this client, and I said, "Okay, well, what do you do?" What do you want to do? And she told me, leadership consulting. I don't want to be doing this anymore. You know, the, again, this is an example of corporate refugees, as we as we call them, who struggled. <laughs> she did really well in the corporate world, and she struggled to do well as an independent consultant or coach because it's it's a different skill set. Yeah. And I said, okay, look, make a list of the problems that you could help solve, the results that you can enable, and she did. And and we're looking for specifics, because specifics are what get their attention and interest. So she made a list. I looked at her list, and, and our list said, uh, you know, I, I can help uh, companies solve uh, the problems they have with that employee who's too valuable to fire. It, that was some version of it, and uh, it was like that, and I refined it into what I just said, right? Um, you know, so what do you do? Um, her com competitor will say, I'm a, I'm a leadership consultant. What she'll say is, you know, I help companies solve the problems they have from that employee who's too valuable to fire. Now imagine my mm -hmm. client and her competitor, they're both talking to a CEO of some $500 million a year business that they are introduced to at some event. Mm -hmm. Who's he going to want to talk to? Mm -hmm. I mean, he definitely needs some leadership consulting in his organization there. Who's he going to want to talk to? The one who says, I'm a leadership consultant? The one who says, I help you get more engagement with your people? Blah. 
or the one who says, I help you solve problems with that employee who's too valuable to fire. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't want to fire any of his employees if he yeah. doesn't have to, right? Yep. But like you instantly stand out. That's right. And that's what I mean. What that's what I mean when I talk about, you know, you got it that's what we do in week one. That's mm-hmm. what we do. That's that's the you know, the clients you want. And then it's getting really clear about that, crafting that simple message. And then week two is the clients want you. Clients want you. So now once once you get their attention and interest, uh, it's very easy to lose it. Right. So now you need to talk about what you do in a way that maintains that attention and interest, that keeps it. And this is about taking your expertise and crafting it into a framework that is compelling, that is different. And you've got to stand out, right? And, and that's what we help them do in week number two. Right? We show them how these are people who just got their attention and interest. They've been looking for you. They don't know that. If you get their interest and then they look closer and they see and they say, oh, oh, you, that was, that, you got me interested. But now I'm looking more closely at your stuff and what you talk about and, and your thinking and approach. You just you sound like everybody else. And what's the problem with you sounding like everybody else? I'm just, you know, right? What's the problem? Well, if you sound like everybody else, they, they're just going to assume that you also can't help them because everybody else tried mm-hmm. and they're still stuck. Uh, so they're just going to assume that you can't help them. Uh, but that's not true. You're the one that they've been looking for. So in week number two, we help you present your most key ideas in, in a way that is dramatically simple, clear, and compelling. So that now that they're answering yes uh, to the first question, you got them interested. So question number two is, uh, but can I trust you? Are you for real? Do you know your stuff? And uh, are you like everybody else uh, or not? Right? Well, now that <laughs> the answer is yes, I can trust you because I see, hey, you're not presenting this. You're not talking about my situation like everybody else does. You're not just talking about the employee engagement and all that other stuff that everybody talks about. You actually sound like you know what you're talking about. You've put some thought into this. Uh, you're describing my situation in a way that really clicks and connects and, and, and so on and so forth. That's week number two. Week number three is where we, we move into um, now getting into this the actual outreach now or system building week number three we call it your pool of perfect prospects and week number three is about figuring out okay what what is where is the source of potential clients what are the sources going to be and and there could be a number of different places where could you find potential clients the second thing is what is your process going to be for connecting with them and closing with them and you know we help you identify one or two or three sources for potential clients and then craft series of messages whatever however it's going to be it might be emails might be voicemails you might leave and the fact is you're going to reach out to people one way or the other whether you're speaking or emailing or linkedin messaging so it's about thinking ahead based on who the sources are going to be for you what are the various different types of scenarios you're likely to come across and let's craft some compelling messages based on that now i've had people tell me that Look, again, this is not rocket science, but because they built the foundation in the first week, right, the first week and two, oh, a week or two, now the messaging that they have is so much different from what it used to be, and mm-hmm. it's so much more compelling. So that's what week number three is, your pool of perfect prospect. And week number four is what we call, it's you know named after the program, you a force to be reckoned with. This is really nailing down a specific schedule for you. What is your minimum daily marketing going to be? And get started. You know, start filling the pipeline, start filling your pool rather, and then reaching out to people with the new uh, connection. You know, the new tools that you have, and 
you know, I, I think people have to get over a number of different things. You know, if somebody's already doing like, you know, whatever it is and uh, whatever their revenue would be and, and their next stage is, oh, I'm looking to scale this. And for me now, um, you know, things are humming along nicely. I now need to, uh, you know, I, I need to build a Facebook marketing, a Facebook ad funnel. There's a place for that. And that's that's not what we're doing, right? That's not what I'm teaching. That's not that's not. Mm-hmm. The audience for this, the audience for this is probably generally it's going to be somebody who's uh, f- you know fifty to a hundred thousand dollars, maybe a little bit more, could be a little more, and, and their goal is to get to where they're at consistently half a million or so, maybe a little you know plus minus, and they don't want to be running in circles. So those are the key elements that you need. And I, I don't remember what you said, but I think you were asking me about some key elements. That's what sparked this. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> well, I was asking what are the big mistakes that people make? And you know, and then and then because you've been working with so many clients, you've done this so much. So that really helps. I mean, the first is getting an ideal client figured out the messaging of the offer. Then it's how, knowing how to get their attention, how to stand out, how to keep it. So, all right, you got their attention. Next one is, and how to present your most key ideas in a clear, simple, compelling way that describes mm-hmm. their situation and makes them feel like, okay, this is for me. And then the third is... And you're different. And you're different, right, and that you're different. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is figuring out your outreach system. How do you now take this? All right, you've got this messaging. And, you know, it's funny because... So, Dove, I invited you on this call. Yes, there's some people this that your program would be perfect with, and they should reach out and definitely get involved with you. But I actually think everybody could benefit from this because even big companies have had massive gains from simply going back to basics, reconnecting mm-hmm. with their customer, re-identifying the problem that they solve, and then revamping everything, you know, and retooling everything because markets change and evolve. They become more sophisticated. What worked three years ago may not be working as well anymore today. Right. Or Mm -hmm. maybe someone has a company and the market is aging and they have to figure out a way to tap into the new market. And so it's it's the same pro. Right. It's the same song. It's Mm -hmm. just a different application. So I really think there's a ton of ways that this applies to people. And that's where what I love. I love what you said, the problem they have but don't want and the result they want but don't have. That's going to get everybody's attention. And one of the most powerful ways to keep it and talk about that is through case studies. But then how do you deliver that in a way that just doesn't sound uh, inauthentic? So just anyways, it's just a really powerful, really compelling way, a really powerful system to revamp and look at what you're at. I mean, you can, do you want to knock on 10 doors to close one sale or do you want to knock on five doors to close two sales? It's that type of thing, right? The more relevant Mm -hmm. it is, the better response that you're going to have. So now why is it four weeks? Why do you do four weeks? Why isn't it 12 weeks? Why isn't it 15 weeks? Why isn't it, you know, two days? Well, remember the, this is really about helping people get there quickly. And we used to do, we do have other things, you know, we have, um, we used to have a longer program and we found that, you know, that kind of the, was it the, the work takes, uh, the work fills up the time available, right? (laughs) So we looked at this and we said, how could we do something that is um, more affordable, right? That other program was $10,000 that's faster, quicker, and gets better results for people, you know, immediately, really. And we eliminated everything that wasn't, you know, that was that wasn't, you know, critical ten percent, right? That wasn't absolutely necessary, and that's what we came up with. And like, you know, it, this is actually relatively new for us. We've um, we've done our first group, and we've just started our second group. So I mean, it, we've been doing versions of this, but over a longer period of time for many years now. So you know, the actual work and the expertise is something we have we've mastered, but rolling it out like this, and we have. 
rather small groups. We do 10 to 12 people because there's a lot of hands-on. This is not a training program. It's not a course, so to speak. It's a really focused, you know, coaching slash implementation, you know, four-week workshop, if you like. Like you said, like, but you learn by doing. You learn by doing it more than anything else. Uh-huh. And the feedback, you know, because we give a lot of feedback. We treat everybody. I mean, these are, we, we put everything into it, right? I've seen people coaches you know the the uh, i have someone specific in mind good guy really i think it means well but you know he he took someone into a program and i kind of watch this from the sidelines the guy probably shouldn't have been in there to begin with but anyway like you know he did the work and he was told oh yeah okay that's good now keep moving and the work was not good it was not enough it would not have been effective Mm -hmm. and i just felt that's wrong and we don't accept subpar work you know, we just don't accept it from clients. Our goal is not perfection because you'll never get that. The mm-hmm. goal is 75, 80%. You got to get to where it's 75, 80% good because that's about as good as you can get in the lab, so to speak. And if it's not 70%, you know, then it's not going to work. If it's 60, 65%, it's not going to work and you're not going to understand why. So we want to get you to 75, 80% uh, in, in, all the, uh, you know, in all the work that you build over those four weeks. And we will go back and forth with you with real customized feedback, me and a very small team, support coach, basically us, until you have it. Because that's how you learn the skills. That's how you master the marketing and sales, the new ways of thinking and the new ways of doing it. And that's what people need. They don't need more information. So, you know, we realize we can do this in four weeks. Let's do it. And we've had such amazing uh, success with the people who have done it. Uh, and we're just, like I said, we're, you know, at the time that we're talking, we're just kicking off another group and we're planning to do more of these. So, um, you know, I mean, it, if anyone wants, it's called you a force to be reckoned with and I'll just mention where they can find it. Is that right? Yeah, by all means, please go ahead. Yeah, I just want to also that. say like, this is the, this is the pinnacle of what, 15 years now, 16 years of doing this. Um, at least, yeah, a little about a little more. About 16, yeah. So after 16 years, it sounds like you've like boiled it down and condensed it into the most impactful four weeks that you can do. Any less would be a disservice because people wouldn't get a quality result, and any more would be stretching it out and just wasting everyone's time and charging people money that you know you don't need to be taking from them. So, yeah, for yeah. anyone that's interested in this, where do they go? Hey, dovegordon.net forward slash force um, d-o-v-g-o-r-d-o-n dot net forward slash force f-o-r-c and they should let me know that they heard about me from you so yeah. so I can say thank you but um, we also have something free that we can share if you'd like sure. um, for everybody like <laughs> yeah for you know, I mean every, let's see here so for many years we I, I used to sell this for five years I sold something called uh, the manual how to systematically and consistently attract first rate clients and I'm giving it away now. So we give it away. It's about 90 pages of zero fluff, like really good stuff. And we put up a page called dovegordon.net forward slash Daryl Gift, D-A-R-Y-L-G-I-F-T for uh, your listeners. So if you go to dovegordon.net, D-O-V-G-O-R-D-O-N.net forward slash uh, Daryl Gift, D-A-R-Y-L-G-I-F-T. And... There you we go. Yeah, I mean, it's good bucks, stuff, right? I think this. Yeah, is, yeah for five yeah. years we sold it. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. I mean, I get. I have to pull out. I mean, we have a lot. I should put some on the on the actually on that page. I could put up uh, some screenshots of what recently. Like, people tell me I don't even know about it. Like years later, like oh wow, like I print out your your manual. That's what we call it. The manual how to systematically and consistently attract mm-hmm. first rate clients. Mm-hmm. I've got to print it out on my desk. It's been so helpful. I'm like, 
that's great to hear. Yeah. I mean, they never spent time with me. It would be nice if they did, but you know, all right, it's still good. It's still good. Uh, but the reason we give it away free is honestly because then some people then uh, do come back and say, "Well, that was really good. I could see it's good. I want, I want, I want the help. I want your help as well." So hmm. uh, it, it is win-win-win. Right, 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 right. Perfect. Dove, thank you so much. So the two URLs is dovegordon.net forward slash force and dovegordon.net forward slash Daryl free gift, D-A-R-Y-L free gift. Please check uh, that uh, out. Daryl gift. Daryl oh, gift. gift. Sorry, 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 sorry. Daryl gift. Yeah. And thank you again. And also, if you haven't listened to the other interviews we did, did with Dove, please go check those out. Dov, thank you so much. What I love the most about our calls is that it's really practical grassroots stuff. And honestly, what even you're you're beating the drum of mastery because some of this stuff, someone might go, someone might be listening to this. First, I think this is perfect for anyone that's in that range you said. They're just trying to get to six figures or half a million and they just need something, a way to have a steady flow. It's better to have a, a be oversubscribed than undersubscribed. You're way better off to be in the position where you have people that want to work with you and you have to postpone and delay. Like, oh, let's talk in a month, right? Because right now I'm just too busy, right? That's a way better mm-hmm. position to be in than scrambling after the fact trying to fill your an empty an empty calendar that you have. So that, but also yeah. anybody that even if they feel they have skill, they have a sales force, they have online marketing. I think the fundamentals of really diving down and building this out, it's just where you need to be. Like the world today is all about hyper relevance. And that's the, like, that is what big data is all about right now. It's all about getting really in tune. And what some people and a lot of people forget is one of the best ways of doing it is just some old school, you know, elbow grease, you know, grassroots, talk to your customers and talk to some people who can, you know, be a sounding board and just, you know, and do it and get something that's real, like dealing with real people, get away from screens and then, you know, and then refine it and retool it and then have a basic system. If you can do it three times in a row, there's a way to automate it, but you got to make sure that Mm -hmm. it's something that works. Garbage in, garbage out. So the most important thing you can do is make sure that it works, that it's vetted, that it's not just you trying to figure it out. I mean, who's got a greater chance of success, right? Someone that's trying to teach himself how to play, like how to do martial arts alone in their gym. Do you think they're going to go win a gold championship or gold gold medal or the world championship or the person who sought out a mentor or five mentors who won the gold medal, you know, in their sport or who won a world championship in their sport and then got the advice from them and got feedback from them? They both might make it there eventually, but it's clear to say that the person that's in on their own, figuring it on their own, stumbling around, they're going to have way more problems. No one's won a gold medal without a coach before. It just hasn't happened. No one's gone and been the best in the world without any input and feedback from somebody else. So that way they can have, you know, uh, a real clear look at what they're doing and make sure that they're doing it right and perfecting it. So, Dev, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate thank you, you as Darryl. always. And of course... Uh, Appreciate you as well. Thanks for having me. All your kids. Um, (laughs) All right. Yes. All right. So once again, thank you, everyone. Go to dovegordon.net forward slash force or dovegordon.net forward slash Daryl gift. Thank you, Dove. Thank you, Daryl. You've reached the end of our interview. Now, first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, What three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, what can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, what can you give to someone else to help you with or give them to just do it for you? Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. 
Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better, and your success is my success. So please reach out and interact. You can visit our website, bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much every other social media channel you can think of. You should also subscribe to the podcast. And if you're enjoying them, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. That's all for now. Once again, thank you. Take care of yourself. And remember, the world needs the best business you can build. And I believe in you.